Hello Druids and welcome to the first episode of my channel. Today we'll be talking about the devil's footprints. So turn off the lights and take a seat because what we got today is quite chilling. On the night of February 7th, 1855, Henry Pauk, a well-known baker from Topsham, left his home for work. It had barely dawned and a white blanket of snow covered the entire countryside. The heavy snowstorm was unusual for this area at the time, but apart from this, nothing seemed different from what Pauk experienced every morning on his way to work. However, shortly after leaving, he came across something he hadn't expected. Strange U-shaped footprints in the snow. It was already shocking that an animal would be wandering through the field on a night like February 7th when its instincts would have been to seek shelter from the extreme cold and heavy snowfall. According to the size, about 10 centimeters long and 7 centimeters wide, they could correspond to those of a small donkey or a pony. But there were two aspects that made them tremendously unusual. On the one hand, they were deeply imprinted in the snow. It would have been necessary to step with enormous force or for the animals to be much heavier than those whose claws could match the tracks. On the other hand, and much more surprising, was the arrangement of the tracks. Palk had never seen anything like it. The tracks were lined up in a single row, that is, one after the other, and always at a distance of about 20 centimeters. In other words, the animal would have had to walk with one paw and constantly jump. Quickly the locals saw the same thing that hours before had surprised their neighbors so much. The fascination for these footprints did not take long to grow and the fear for that creature spread among its inhabitants. Soon enough, neighbors began to assemble groups that would follow the tracks and explore where the mysterious beast headed. But it was not going to be so easy the organizer of the search, a headmaster of a local school in Topshen, soon realized that the groups would have to split up if they were to achieve possible results. The tracks extended farther than seemed physically possible for any animal during one night. And to add to the mystery, these footprints were extremely deep, as if the barman's hoof was trying to cling to the earth. But there was something else. As was logical, a multitude of fences, numerous obstacles obstructed the way and impeded the passage. However, this diabolical being did not understand brakes, fences, walls up to four meters high. But somehow this creature was able to, apparently, without the slightest difficulty, overcome these obstacles. What was it? And how could it travel such an extraordinary distances by leaps and bounds with only one leg? The neighbors wondered what a terrible being was threatening the tranquility of this county. Fear was turning to dread amongst the inhabitants of this county. There were tracks in a multitude of villages in the county, and no less than 150 kilometers were invaded by them. Some of the villagers followed the tracks on their own. The description of what they saw was horrifying. This was evidenced in an article by Lionel and Patricia Fanthorpe, quote, 
Dr. Benson followed them from Monhead, crossing fields and meadows. He came to a six-meter-high haystack. He carefully circled it and noticed with astonishment that the marsh continued on the other side, as if the aforementioned haystack was not even there. Everything seemed to indicate that, inexplicably, the thing had flown over the haystack, or perhaps had passed through it as if it were a ghost, end quote. A similar story is told by two hunters from the same district, quote, They followed the trail for several hours through a forest village full of thorn bushes. The footsteps were suddenly interrupted, as if the creature had risen above the ground and reappeared again on the snow-covered roofs of some nearby houses. On examining the snow spread over the gardens and the houses, they found that the marks were heading directly towards the village of Manhead, end quote, where at first to the inhabitants of the county the tracks of a strange behaving animal soon became, in their imagination, those of a hideous monster. It did not take long for most of them to become convinced that it was the devil himself who had visited their localities. And this conviction seemed to be confirmed by a new, unheard-of event. The tremendous snowfall that fell on the county lessened as the days went by. A subtle sunshine visited the frightened locals. The snow was melting, slowly disappearing. The tracks did not, because that U-shape that had been embedded in the snow became kind of a cloven hoof. The same footprint which, according to the representations of the time, would leave the devil's hoof. Such a news item could not go unnoticed by the media, which made it one of the star topics. It had everything, starting with the mystery, its connotations, if not supernatural, at least extraordinary, and above all, the effect it provoked in people the fear it aroused in the society that in the middle of the 19th century liked stories with fantastic elements and was experiencing a resurgence of superstitious elements. The massive knowledge of the fact gave rise to all kinds of speculations. Some claimed to be able to prove what kind of animal or being had left those tracks. Others went out into the fields in search of adventure in search of that one-legged varmint that flew, jumped, and broke through walls. Some were convinced that it was a macabre prank by a group of bored youths. Others, certain that the devil had come down to earth, prayed piously, always carried their crucifixes with them, and went to church fervently in search of forgiveness. Many locked themselves in their homes, afraid and unable to understand what was happening. The devil's footprints were certainly a strange case. Let's look at the explanations that have been put forward and try to make sense of this diabolical conundrum. If these marks could have been made by some land animal rather than his satanic majesty, we must inquire if any creature common in the British Isles might have produced them. Most of these marks were cloven, and traces of horseshoes were found within some, so we should start by asking whether the imprints have simply been left by donkeys or ponies. People at the time noted that the marks indeed looked like hoofprints of such animals. 
the Western Luminary and Family newspaper described the marks as exactly in shape like donkey's hoofs, while the Times stated that the impression of the foot closely resembled that of a donkey's shoe. The possibility that such a creature might have left the prints was quickly dismissed due to the layout of the marks. As the Western Luminary put it, they were evidently done by some two-footed animal. But donkey prints can be deceptive. According to the researcher Theo Brown, quote, Donkeys are the only animals that plant their feet in almost perfect single line, end quote. A fact that has led her to conclude that at least some of the devil's footprints were made by such creatures. Though this might seem like an easy answer to our mystery, the idea that the prints were left by donkeys conjures up some tricky questions. Human steps weren't seen alongside the devil's hoof marks, and it is unlikely that people would have led or ridden donkeys in the thick of a winter night through gardens and churchyards and across expanses of private land. Also, there is no way that donkeys could have trotted up the walls of houses or slithered through narrow pipes, and the creatures are unlikely to have walked over roofs as well. Though straight donkeys might have done some of these hoof marks, they can't account for all of them. Another everyday animal blamed for the devil's footprints was a cat. On the morning of the 9th of February, the tenant of Aller Farm in Dawlish discovered that the night's strange weather had distorted some of the paw prints his cat had left in the snow. Snow had come down heavily around midnight, but towards dawn there was a slight thaw and some rain. The temperature had then dropped again and there had been a frost. Such melting and refreezing had warped the steps of the assuming moggy, quote, into the shape of a small hoof, which still the impression of the cat's claws enclosed, end quote. The tenant reported this to the Reverend Edward Firstone, the vicar of Donlish, who presumably noted it down. The association of cats with the devil's footprints is an interesting one. Cats can spring considerable distances perhaps accounting for some of the breaks in the lines of the imprints. They're also excellent climbers, which could maybe explain some of the marks on the sides of the houses, although such prints would be unlikely to be in a single file. Cats, though, have certainly been known to saunder across roofs, and while cats don't create trails as linear as donkeys, the prints of cats and other animals like foxes can give the impression of being in a single file. It's also unlikely, however, that many cats would have taken it upon themselves to embark on journeys of miles and miles long through the snow. One of the more far-fetched theories is the theory of the kangaroo. Yes, you heard that right, kangaroo. In a letter to the Illustrated London News during 1855, Reverend Musgrave, believe it or not, wrote... In the course of a few days, a report was circulated that a couple of kangaroos escaped from a private menagerie at Sidmouth, end quote. It seems, though, that nobody knew whether the kangaroos had actually escaped, nor how they could have crossed the ex-estuary. Later, Musgrave himself said that he invented this story 
to distract the parishioners' concerns about the visit from the devil. There are still many questions, however, about the devil's footprints, so we'll leave behind the animal realm for now, and we'll take a look at the activities of balloon, weather, and perhaps some supernatural ones. Author Geoffrey Household suggested that an experimental balloon released by mistake by the Devonport dockyard had left the mysterious tracks by trailing two shackles on the end of its mooring ropes. His source was a local man, Major Carter, whose grandfather had worked at the Devonport at the time. Carter claimed that the incident had been quieted because the balloon also wrecked a number of conservatories greenhouses and windows before finally descending to earth in Honiton. While this could explain the shape of the prints, skeptics have questioned whether the balloon could have traveled such a random zigzag course without its trailing ropes and shackles becoming caught in a tree or similar obstruction. It seems more likely that the balloon story was invented after the appearance of the devil's footprints in an attempt to explain them. Another possible cause for the devil's footprints was proposed by Scotsman J. Allen Rennie. Rennie suspected that the footprints had been made by a strange weather phenomenon, one that he claimed to have witnessed. In 1924, in northern Canada, Rennie saw a line of mysterious tracks in the snow while crossing a frozen lake. His companion, a French-Canadian dog Skinner, became agitated, blaming the prince on a monster called the Wendigo. He saw tracks approaching him in the snow, though no visible creature seemed to be making them. When he recovered from the shock, Rennie reasoned that the prince had been caused by some freakish current of very warm air coming into contact with very low temperature, which had set up condensation. Rennie claimed to have observed similar tracks in Kent in 1939 in Scotland in December 1952 and January 1953. If such a phenomenon does exist, it could explain the Devon marks left in difficult to access places like rooftops and presumably walls and high fences wouldn't be obstacles to the air. The Prince Rennie observed, however, traveled in straight lines rather than meandering as in Devon, and were bigger than the Devon marks. Furthermore, meteorologists are doubtful about whether air currents could produce such tracks. The naturalist and author of Animal Legends, Maurice Bolton, declared that such claims were impossible. So, what's the conclusion? This video shows that an incredible range of causes have been suggested for the devil's footprints, from kangaroos to stray balloons to weird weather patterns. But even more outlandish ideas have been proposed. In 1972, one George Lyle, writing in Flying Saucer's Review, asserted that a UFO had made the prints by covering over Devon and firing laser beams at the snow apparently as a part of a measuring exercise. Leaving aside the more offbeat suggestions, might we attempt a hypothesis for the devil's footprints? No one's explanation is completely satisfactory, I'm sure you've realized. 
but perhaps a combination of some of these ideas could go some way towards accounting for the diabolical marks. I suspect most of the footprints were left by a variety of animals. Stray or ridden donkeys are likely to have created some, hence the hoof prints with horseshoes. Other marks could have also been caused by other creatures like cats, otters, badgers, but the throwing and refreezing that occurred on the night of the 8th to the 9th of February might have then distorted some of these prints into hoof-like shapes. Additional marks also distorted and seen from a distance could have been left by birds, which might account for some of the prints on the roofs and on opposite sides of the high walls and haystacks. The extreme cold weather might have well-driven animals to stray from their regular territories and travel farther in search of food, meaning that prints would have appeared where they normally wouldn't. Observing the commotion that these unusual prints provoked, human pranksters could have then created more over the next few nights. The activities of such people might account for those marks leading ominously up to churches or walking straight up house walls. The hysteria that Devil's Footprints triggered also likely led to the descriptions of them being exaggerated over the years and memories of the phenomenon could have also been embellished farther. But that's just my opinion. I would love to hear yours. But what if the Devil's Footprints really were left by a devilish creature? By peering into English folklore, we can see why Devon locals decided that the Devil had taken a nighttime hike across their county. The single lines of prints suggest a hop in motion, while the clearing of haystacks and high fences indicates a spectacular jumps. The devil has long been famous for his hops and leaps. Near Fesham, Surrey, three hills known as the Devil's Jumps were apparently created by Satan, kicking up mounds of earth as he bounded across the countryside. The London demon, Spring Hill Jack, who terrorized the city in Victorian times, was said to leap improbable distances, jump fences and bound into rooftops thanks to springs hitting in his boots. Indeed, some blamed Spring Hill Jack for the devil's footprints. Our nightmares of leaping devils don't, however, seem to have been completely faded, even in modern times. According to an article on the British Paranormal website in 2007, a well-respected couple from Shoreham-by-Sea, Wes Sussex, a teacher and a businessman, were driving home from a restaurant at about 10pm on an especially dark night. Passing the wood, they became aware of the movement in the underground and thought that it was a deer. Suddenly, a strange creature leaped from the trees. The couple described it as a cloven, hoofed, very thin, and bearded bite. This pan-typed figure trotted into the middle of the road, it stared at the couple, and unleashed a cry, halfway between a tire screech and a cow's moo, is how they described it. The couple saw this character near a gorge called the Devil's Dyke, an area that's been the location of many devil sightings. The article's writer, A.L. 
Cohen states that the couple are known personally to him and that they are definitely not the kind of people to indulge in fantasies and then make them known. They are convinced by what they saw and will accept no challenge to their account. Make of that what you choose. Well, what do you think is to blame for these footprints? Leave it in the comments below. I'm super curious to hear your theories. Also, if you got any feedback, I would greatly appreciate it as it is a new channel. Don't forget to like, subscribe and hit the bell so that I know if you like these sort of topics. It means a ton to get your support. Thanks for watching and see you next time on the other side.